And so, yeah, how um, wonderful to bring more awareness, more heart to our veterans, to all. And I want to make sure, can you all hear me? There was, um, we got some word that maybe some people were having challenges hearing me last night. Is that okay? All right, good. So we're going to begin to go into these body parts. We're going to begin with the first five, head, hair, body, hair, nails, teeth, skin. And, um, you know, I want to invoke a sense of um, the qualities of safety. And, of course, as we began this retreat with the refuges and the precepts, these are all profound teachings that give us inspiration with the practice as well as cultivating safety. And I know for some of us, uh, bodies have not been a very uh, hospitable place to live in, particularly if we've experienced um, abuse or challenges in our lives. And so I really want to appeal to all of us that we begin to meet the body in the best way that we can. Please take care of yourself, to befriend This is a time potential of some healing, developing a more wiser and compassionate way of learning to be within the body. So please take care of yourself. And so we'll follow this um, practice, this ancient practice, by first we'll be reciting these five parts five times in the forward position, and then we're going to say them silently to ourselves five times, so the mental and then the verbal, and then we're going to go into the color, the shape, the direction, the location, the delimitation, which means what it's bordered by, as well as we find it to be helpful to know the definition of the part and its function. And our practice is to stay, we're trying to sense and feel into these parts, Some of us might end up visualizing a little bit, which is okay, but I really want to emphasize more the feeling into, if at all possible. And then just stay with it to see what gets evoked. For example, with head hair, I remember one time practicing with the head hair that a memory arose in me of, uh, I was 13 years old, I was getting my bar mitzvah. And it was that night of the party and I wanted my hair to look good, and I put a whole tube of brill cream in my hair. Brill cream is this oily, greasy stuff, and I didn't know, 13 years old, I don't know how much you put in. I put in a whole tube. My hair, you could have cooked French fries in my hair. And I just remember, like, 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 oh, like I had to go back out there, and I didn't know what to do. I was do I wash my head in the sink? And I was just dripping of grease. And So anyways, the body, it's just got everything as we sit with it. And just thin, flexible shafts of hardened cells, but, oh, oh broke cream. <laughs> maybe that's, Mary Grace says that's why maybe it fell off. <laughs> or fell, fell out. <laughs> so, we say with the body, and it brings up perhaps things, personal memories that we had forgotten, or it may just, oh, this is just head here, and, and, and to see the ownerless nature of it. So, can go in many different directions and just to stay open, to be present, and it will come to you. So let's begin with reciting these first five parts for five times in the forward position, out loud. Head hair, body hair, nails, teeth, skin. 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 And now inside internally saying it five times mentally. Now we'll just begin to um, go into this part. And so these first parts of the guidance is helping us to determine where it is and the color and so forth and beginning to understand its definition, its function, and then what it evokes. 
So head hair, the color can be blondish, yellowish, brownish, grayish, red, blackish, and of course uh, with the use of dyes it can be the colors of a rainbow. Its shape is like a, oh you could say like a, like a lawn of grass. Its direction is above the waist. Its location is it protrudes from the top of the head. Its delimitation is bordered by the face and the back of the neck. Head here. Its definitions, head hairs are thread-like outgrowths from the skin of mammals, thin flexible shafts of hardened cells. Every two to five years, there's a replacement of new head hair. An average human scalp has about 100,000 hairs. And head hairs, of course, are constantly shedding and being replaced by new hairs. And its function is to keeping the top of the head protected and for temperature regulation. Also protection from ultraviolet light, head hair. So sensing into the top of the head, just sitting with head hair, whatever it evokes in the body, sensations, thoughts, memories, and acknowledge and let be, head hair. is hair of the head. Just sitting with it and being mindful of what's present, sensing into it, head hair. And from the head hair, expanding to other hairs, bodily hairs. Also the colors can be similar of lightish, brownish, blackish, blondish, reddish, grayish. Of course, is the hairs that are more straight or curly, just like on the head hair, found both above and below the waist. The location protruding from the skin in different places all over the body, some places with more hair, some with less. It's bordered in sense, you could say, by the skin. Body hair. Again, these thin, flexible shafts 
of hardened cells, thread-like outgrowths from the skin of mammals. We are a mammal. It's interesting to say that every three to five months, there's a replacement of new eyebrows. And somebody must have took time to count. This is supposedly there's 450 eyebrows. Here's. In a lifetime, an average person will grow three meters, or almost nine feet of nose here. I don't know how they got that figure. <laughs> Body hair, facial hair, under the arms hair, arm hair, sometimes hair on the hands the chest, the back, lighter hairs perhaps in the belly, the pubic area, the anal area, the legs, feet, bodily hairs. Body hair. Again, these are, as far as our function goes, is uh, to protect us from ultraviolet light, to help the thermal regulation to help keep us warm. The hairs in the body also can act like an antenna that provides external a sense of touch, a sensory amplifier found within each follicle of hair. Body hair. Here. The face, so many different places, body here. Sensing into the body here and whatever arises in you, in the body, the mind.
And now let us gently transition from bodily hairs to nails. And this is pertaining to fingernails and toenails. The color is mostly clear, unless, of course, they're painted. The shape are like fish scales. The direction is found both above and below the waist. The nails are located in the fingers and toes and bordered by the fingers and toes. It's very interesting to note that fingernails and toenails are made from a tough protein called keratin. And this is the same substance that is found in animal hooves and horns. Nails are a horn-like structure located at the end of the fingers and toes that form flat plates. Each nail is composed of a root in the body. The root fastens the nail to the finger or the toe by fitting into the groove in the skin and closely molds to the surface of the skin, the dermis. The only living part of a nail is situated inside or underneath um, the surface of the skin. A fingernail or a toenail takes about six months to grow from the base to the tip. Its function is to protect sensitive skin areas, useful also for cutting or picking up things. But most importantly, nails also act as a counterforce. When the end of a finger touches an object, it enhances the sensitivity of the fingertip. Nails. Fingernails, toenails. Sensing into these nails, made of the same substance, keratin, that's found in animal hooves, and horns, nails. And just being mindful as you sense into the nails and what it evokes. Nails.
And now gently shifting from nails to teeth. The color of teeth are white or yellowed. There's various shapes, including incisors, canines, premolars, and molars. The direction found above the waist, the location in the mouth, bordered by the gums in the mouth. The definition, teeth are 32, yeah, that's right, interesting, 32 bony calcified projections in the jaws that serve as the organs for chewing. Every human being has two complete sets of teeth during our life. The first sets of teeth are called primary teeth. Generally, they're lost around the age of 14 and are replaced by permanent teeth. There are 20 primary teeth and 32 permanent teeth. The function of teeth is to break down food, to cut, to chew, to tear, to grind like a pestle and mortar. The bottom teeth are more for the grinding of food and the top teeth are mainly used for biting. Teeth. So sensing into the mouth, into the teeth, being present. teeth
And now let us gently shift to skin. Skin color can be black, brown, yellowish, reddish, whitish. Its shape is like a big bag of grain that takes shape of whatever is inside it. The largest human organ is the skin with a surface area of around 25 square feet if it's unfolded. Skin is found both above and below the waist, the location all over the body from the face to the feet to the fingers, and bordered by head hair, body hair, nails and teeth. Definition, the skin is the soft outer cover or organ that forms the outer surface of the body. There are over four million pores in the skin. And consider this, that in one square inch of skin, there lies, there lies four yards of nerve fibers, 1,300 nerve cells, 100 sweat glands, and 3 million cells and 3 yards of blood vessels. Every square inch of the human body on the skin has an average of 32 million bacteria living on it, thus living with the many. We are a human biome. Humans shed around 600,000 particles of skin every hour. So we've been sitting here since 6.30 in the morning, times about 55 people, times 600,000 particles. I have to get my calculator. Said that we humans shed about a pound and a half of skin a year. It's a nice diet. Most dust particles in your house well, they're made of, from dead skin. And yet the skin's function is incredible in that it shields the body against infection, dehydration, injuries, parasites, and temperature changes. It provides sensory information about the environment. Skin manufactures vitamin D. Skin excretes salts and small amounts of urea. The skin acts as a water-resistant barrier, so essential nutrients aren't washed out of the body. Skin. This is what it really is, and yet in our world, so much separation, so much pain, fear, the color of skin. Skin. But this is breaking through the spells of the our surface and looking into what it is, these organ, this cover of the body, its function, its definition, skin.
And now gently withdrawing from the skin and just to pause and just to acknowledge this entering into the body, its surface of the head hairs, the body hairs, the nails, the teeth, the skin. And these parts as well as, of course, all of the other parts make up this body. Our history is here inside our body. Our body is our storehouse. May we grow in deeper wisdom and healing and great compassion to understand, support this body. This practice in time helps us to see through the enchantment, enchantment of the body, breaking the spell of enchantment, and to see the body as it is. Taking some moments now and just offering into the body some compassion. This is the vehicle that we live inside of and the pathway to greater freedom and peace. So honoring this body, that this vehicle that we live inside of. Beginning in our conception and this journey of life. Passion for the body. And also developing that sense of inner seeing, wisdom. See the body as it is. The personal, the impersonal. Perhaps beginning to see through some of these stories that have separated us from one another and from ourselves. May all embodied beings discover the gateways into the heart and may there be peace. So thank you. And um, you know, a few years ago, I had the opportunity uh, in South Africa and went to what's known as the Cradle of Humankind. And it's one of the places where um, the origins of the hominoids, the humans, were, have been found. And there was actually a, a continuing uh, cave site where um, to this day they're continuing to um, uh, you know, go into the cave and doing their um, research about the earliest of humans. And there's actually a World Heritage Site exhibit for the Cradle of Humankind. And um, as you walk towards it, there's, a, there's an arch. And as you get closer, the, the arch is of a human genome. And... Um, it goes through the story of the smallest microbes and how through thousands of years gradually uh, coming into human beings. And at the end of the story of the genome, it says from a scientific point of view, human beings are 99.99% the same. The very small amount is different. And they explain some of the science behind, you know, those that stayed close to their sun, their skin darkened. Those that went further away from the sun in colder climates, their, their skin lightened. And like, it, you know, it, it has to do with science. 
And yet, in this world, what has happened? With the death and the separation, the privilege, all of this. And it's powerful to get into the science because there it is. We are so much similar. You feel a deep pain. What are we doing with each other? So we've begun this practice of going into the body, seeing it as it is. And just as we human beings have our parts, you know, the, the bugs, they got, their, they got their own list of antennas and this and that, and the birds got beaks, and, you know, it's just, you know, we all got our lists. And actually boring it all down, solids, liquids, motion, temperature. The sense of separation, as Einstein once said, is an optical delusion of our consciousness. Yet so much separation, yeah. So thank you for um, diving into these practices, and we'll be doing these guided meditations on the body the first sit after lunch, after breakfast, and the first sit after lunch. And I will say that in between the sits, and Marcy, you'll be experiencing her qigong in just a little bit, will be complementary to the particular parts that we're working on. Um, we'll be doing qigong practices on, soon enough, head hair, body hair, nails, teeth, and skin. I love this one qigong where she has us all doing our nails together, <laughs> making that sound. <laughs> And so the Qigong is actually not just exercise. This is a real practice and meditation that is just as valid. And you know, this is an extension of the 32 parts. We're very lucky to have you know, Marcy guiding us in this practice with the body parts via movement, via Qigong. This moving meditation. And in between the Qigongs and the 32 parts, I want to just offer, as best we can, some clarity around, well, what do I do in the silence? And so there's a couple of options, and we may add more to that as time goes on. But one option is, since we've been working very much with the breath and the body, is during those silent sits to perhaps continue with that as a grounding. And if there's emotions that are arising, breathing in and out into that as well. Or if some of the parts that we've been working with are coming back to you and there's an interest to want to continue going deeper into those parts, you're welcome to do that. So we want to offer some guidance, some support for you in the times where there is no guidance on how to support you with the practice. So there's a real beginning to have a sense of continuity this weave of mindfulness of everything that we're doing. So there'll be a time now just for maybe a few. Um, if there's any questions or comments about the practice, please. Yes, and so the question was, um, I had just mentioned about the option during the silent sits of going deeper into the body. And is there anything more that I can um, say about that? And, and so it's very interesting. There's um, <clears throat> part of the instructions for this practice. It's a very kind of unusual group of words that describes how to work with the practice is called successive leaving. And so what that means is that you begin to leave out the parts that are less compelling or interesting in moving into the parts that are more compelling and interesting. For example, I remember one time sitting and I was just really compelled in wanting to be with teeth. And so I just like there was just a pull to be with teeth and so I, then I would so that I would just singularly stay with the teeth there's other times where I felt like I just want to repeat within myself head hair body hair nails teeth and skin and then gradually one of those might begin to draw my interest it's kind of like gravity it's kind of like drawing my interest in and so if that's there then I allow myself 
to feel it, to experience it, and to see what comes up, because I don't know. I'm just following what's calling to me. Is that helpful? Please. Yes, yes. So the question is uh, not necessarily thinking about teeth, but to feel them, to sense into them. So yes, the sensing into them. Sometimes there might be a thought about it or even a visual image of it, but we're not, that's only to help us to sense into feeling into it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your interest. Yeah. Please. There's a lot of things that are strange. My wife has diabetes. Where's the pancreas, for crying out loud? And, and so, yes, it's really interesting why certain parts are there and certain parts are not there. And you know, from the canonical literature, I, there's no explanation on why. So that's one of the paradoxes that we live with the practice. <laughs> Mary Grace is saying they were monastic monks and they didn't go there. Uh, <laughs> she, I added they didn't go there. She just said monk. But, um, but let me just say this. From my experience in doing the practice, every part is valid. And this practice is a gate. Like when my beloved wife was working in the abdominal area, she naturally, it, she was just drawn to the pancreas because that's what's really up for her, which is the formation of insulin that's not happening. And so it may be that as you go through the body, there'll be certain parts, that it, they're like, door, like these parts are just re- representatives, ambassadors, doorways into the other parts. So I want to support you in the fluidity of what gets evoked as you sit with the parts. If something draws you into another part, honor it and go for it. So that way, the whole body becomes your practice. It's not just, those 32 are the entrance in to the many. Is that okay? Yeah? Please, yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah, beautiful. Not beautiful, I mean... <laughs> good, good question. So what, what do I do with bridges? They're not, they're not real teeth, is that in a sense. And um, it still evokes what it evokes. And so it evokes, here's Harry in with bridges. And, and perhaps it might evoke a sense of t- profound gratefulness. Wow, I can still chew and tear and grind my food. Or perhaps it could bring up the sadness of having lost my teeth. Just like when we do um, in the hospital with the mindful space stress reduction with the body scan, sometimes we'll say as we're going into the body, some of us may be missing parts of the body, some of us may have added parts of the body, some of us may actually have parts that are no longer working the way that they once did. And so as we go through the body, whatever that evokes, even if there's a missing part, there's the knowledge that there's a missing part. And then what does that evoke? The sense of sadness or anger. And and then we get to be in relationship with that and perhaps begin to discover another way that, that, that I can begin to hold this with greater wisdom and greater understanding. So everything is part of it. Yeah. Thank you. So this might, please, yes. Yes, that's, that's true. Um, it's actually very interesting in some of the canonical literature when you read the definitions of these body parts, they're, they're inaccurate. That was their understanding at that time. And it's actually interesting in the heart, they also attributed certain colors of the heart to temperaments of the body. A red heart is greedy, a black heart is, is a hateful one, a washed up heart is a deluded one. <laughs> I mean, so they have a lot of different connotations. So... W- I felt that it was very actually helpful in looking at these parts to actually go to medical dictionaries and to also consult with three physician friends of mine on what actually these parts are and approach this from a very um, 
down-to-earth and just matter-of-fact way, these are the parts, this is what they are, and then, of course, we live inside these and what it evokes. And um, so that's how you could say a, a more contemporary uh, interpretation of this. But I, I think it's still very much in line, and we'll read in the canonical literature how these practices also intersect with the elements, that these parts begin to break down into solids, liquids, motion, and temperature, and in a way of developing deeper insight into uh, the sense of um, the ownerless nature of things and so forth. Yeah. Please. So what's the relationship between the pure sensation of sensing into the teeth and then the emotional state that it may evoke? Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we can see that it's very interconnected. There may be an unpleasant sensation or a pleasant or a neutral one, and it's um, relationship that um, here's the feeling and it evokes this emotion. And so... Um, the relationship, really, in some sense, is for this to be known and to be understood. This is the mind-body connection. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're going to pause here. And so there'll be... And actually, just to say for some uh, announcements that we're going to be meeting with half of you today in groups. And then tomorrow will meet the rest of you. So if your name is not on today and you're wondering, it will be on tomorrow. However, if you do not see your name on tomorrow, write us a note. And somehow there was a... This, I, I'm, we're pretty sure we've got everyone. But just to let you know, we'll be seeing half people today and, and half tomorrow. And um, the, groups, the, f the groups will start today at uh, 10.50 for Mary Grace and I and... and Christiana's this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's listed outside on the lobby, the times of the groups and, and the room numbers of where they are. So we'll um, pause for a moment to stretch our bones and care for the body and silence, of course, and then we'll be coming back in here for some mindful qigong. Thank you. And carry on. Have a good day of practice.